to episode number four of the Film School for Marketers podcast. I am Mariah, joined by the ever so insightful Zach, and uh, we're super excited to be here today. Zach, how's your day going so far? My day's going tremendous. Uh, there's a lot of really cool things happening right now. A lot of things that have me fired up this morning about video. And I mean, that's my life. So when I get fired up, that's exciting. Awesome. And in fact, you and I were chatting before we hopped on here. Um, you're super fired up about something in particular, which we want to dedicate next week's podcast to. So I know you wanted to give a little sneak peek for our viewers and listeners. Yeah, there's a lot of buzz right now going on with uh, YouTube embedding. It's not necessarily marketing on YouTube, but how we use embeds on our website and uh, when is appropriate, when it's not appropriate. And we were actually having kind of an internal healthy debate at Impact uh, about this particular topic. And I have a lot of thoughts on this, which we'll discuss next week. But what it really, it really uh, fired me up to, to what I want to talk about now before we get started with this episode is like when we think about video strategy, and then we think about all the, the video tools and, and technologies and tactics and all of these things that we have access to. It's very easy to get hung up on those things mm -hmm. and think that those will dictate our success. If we're good with this platform, if we're good with this tool, if we have forms over our videos, if we have the right length of a video, it's like all these like little things that we get fired up about. But the fact of the matter is, is that without a great strategy, these things don't matter. You could execute all these tools flawlessly. If your strategy is not there, it doesn't matter. And the video strategy, the ultimate video strategy that we all need to be crushing is becoming the best educator in our space using video. That is point blank, the most important thing that we could be doing. We've got to become the best, most trusted educators in our industry. And if that is not at the forefront, instead we get hung up on these tools and these technologies, then we're not going to be successful. Can we get an amen? <laughs> amen. Preach. I can feel it. <laughs> well, that's an awesome introduction into next week and what we'll be talking about. There's a lot of inf information around that. So really excited for it. So with that being said, I know you're also very passionate about something that we're talking about today. What are we talking yeah. about? Rather controversial. Got a lot of controversial stuff going on here on the FSM podcast. <laughs> so it, you know, the reason that, that I think it's really important to talk about this now is we just so we just did the Whipster uh, webinar a couple weeks ago. So we did the collaboration webinar with yeah. them. And part of what I talked about on that webinar, which was, it was actually such a small part of everything that we talked about. Mm -hmm. But we talked about not using scripts. And the minute that I put this thought out there, the comments <laughs> blew up. I mean, there was people on both sides of the aisle, just like they were ready to talk about this. And it led me to believe, hey, we need to do just a whole webinar about, about scripts. We'll, we'll kick it off here on the FSM podcast with a whole episode about this. One mistake that I've made in the past is I've said, I've got a strong opinion about this. Really, this isn't my opinion. Mm. This is what we have seen in action from directing and producing hundreds of videos of our own, reviewing and assisting clients with their videos. I mean, I've reviewed probably at this point thousands of marketing and sales videos. And using a script in many cases is not the way to go. There's really two major reasons for this. Well, there's at least two reasons for this. The first one 
is that as a viewer, so as I'll pose this question to you, Mariah, as a viewer, what happens the moment that you realize that someone who is claiming to be a subject matter expert or is trying to win your trust, what happens the moment you realize they are reading off of a script? That that knowledge and expertise isn't necessarily coming from them themselves, but someone else who's dictating what they're saying so that they don't really know that product or service that well if they can't speak to it without a script. Now, they could be the most foremost expert in that thing. But the moment that that seed of doubt was planted in your mind, they lost credibility. So that's number one. And we'll, and we'll talk more about that. The second one is that in terms of us recollecting the content of something or really digesting and understanding what somebody's communicating to us, it's much more difficult to understand somebody who is reading. Mm. I mean, think about the last uh, speech you heard from somebody. If they were reading it off of a paper in front of them, was it as impactful as if they would have been fully addressing the audience? So question for you, actually, because I was thinking about this um, the other day. You know, if I'm sitting on my couch watching TV and I see commercials come on, like clearly those commercials are scripted versus somebody, you know, being more real and speaking from the heart, if you will, or their experience. So I'm sure a lot of people think that there needs to be a script because what they've ever seen in terms of videos from a company or a brand is something, you know, highly produced and scripted. So what do you say to those people who say, well, then what's the difference and why are they doing it that way? But I would do it differently and not have a script. Commercials where there's actors and there's a big production, they aren't asking for your trust in that moment. Mm. They're, they're pitching you on something. And if they do it really well, then it, it's going to cause you to have interest in that company. That's, that's outbound video, mm. essentially. And therefore, it's not necessary. Not to mention, that's a trained actor. They could read a script and make it sound <laughs> like they came from the heart. If Tom Cruise read off a script <laughs> to you. You'd be like, wow, like Tom Cruise really cares. Yeah. No, that makes total sense. Thank you for clearing that up because I'm sure a lot of people actually like think about that when they think video for a company. Um, so if you're saying don't do scripts, how does a team then prep for recording a video? What are those steps that they need to put in place to be prepared? We use script outlines. That's what we suggest everybody uses a script outlines. And this seems to work very, very, very well. So rather than having a script where you've got everything written down, mm-hmm. word for word, exactly what you're going to say, instead, you think about what are my major segments of this video, which is a part of the video six. So you're dividing your video up in separate segments. And when I talk in this segment, I want to make the following points. So for example, let's say we were making a video at impacts about how much video production costs, not how much our video production costs, but just trying to educate folks on what that costs. So the, the major segments might be um, amount of content, And the second one would be crew. I would pull it out under the content portion. Depends on how many videos you make, how long those videos are, and the production value of each one. And then my next segment, which would be crew, it depends on if we need uh, more than just a director, if we need additional audio folks, and if we need, um, I don't know, a makeup artist. 
now I've listed out all the criteria and I'm educating very well as far as all the factors, but now I have the opportunity to answer each one in my own words. I think that's key too, is that who the person that is going to be on this video should be the subject matter expert. So they're going to know about it. So in terms of like, well, how do I prep this person to know what they're even talking about? You should be pulling the people who know what they're talking about. And if they aren't, that's, that's fine. We, we have many uh, videographers that I work with that for one reason or another, they couldn't get the subject matter expert on camera. They mm. like live in Alaska or something and there's no possible way we get them on camera. So the videographer will be, become the host of a video where they come out and say, I sat down with our expert on this and here's what I found out. I'm glad you brought that up because like that would be an example of a bottleneck or a roadblock. So what are some other typical things that come up in terms of like prepping a team to get this information ready, to get everything in place for um, the outline, if you will? What are some other like bottlenecks that people come in across so they can get ahead of it before it even happens? I think the biggest thing that, that folks get hung up on is having too much approval of the content. Mm. Which, which sometimes seems weird to me because it's like, why, why are we just having this discussion now if we're answering this question correctly? <laughs> like, you know, especially if you're working with a sales team, it's like, okay, we've got we've to address this question. Let's send it all the way up the chain to the CEO to make sure we're answering this correctly. It's like, is now the, it, like, that's happening now? Like, that's not, that hasn't happened when you were answering this question to everybody else. And if it mm -hmm. didn't, then I'm wondering why it needs to happen now. Um, so that I, I've seen where getting the content approved can be one of the biggest bottlenecks. So having that, if you know that that is the situation at your company where there's a lot of levels of approval, uh, get started like yesterday. No, just make sure that you have all of that aligned. Cause like you said, that's the most frustrating, frustrating thing when you have everybody super pumped to do it, you have the buy-in from the team to do it. And then you're held up and things just don't happen. So that is 100% such a foundational piece to have in place beforehand. So we talked about all the things that we need to do in order to prep somebody, prep a team for not having a script. Um, how do you get people comfortable on camera without that security blanket of a script? So, you know, you talked about how you can be a subject matter expert or you could be someone who interviews or talks to a subject matter expert, but how do you get comfortable with, here's a point now while you're on camera, speak to it. Like, what are some tips? One thing that I work on with all of our clients is having a pre-shoot kind of interview or time to set expectations. And so during that interview, you might go to your subject matter expert and say, this is the video that we discussed that we wanted to make together. And I just want to clarify the major segments and therefore points that we want to make in each one. So let's just talk about it. And then essentially they're just having a conversation back and forth to clarify everything that's going to go into that video. Uh, this gives the videographer a good chance to go, well, this, this, so basically, you told me about this point right here isn't quite clear. Can we clear that up a little bit more? And can you tell me more about this? And at least get them talking out loud about these things mm -hmm. so that one, you can hear them, but also they get comfortable because they're, they're saying it aloud. Um, but also in that pre-shoot interview, you can start to set expectations for what the shoot is going to be like. So you're going to come in, there's going to be two cameras, there's just going to be me, there's going to be a bunch of lights, and it should take about a half hour. And I'm going to, to have the script outline in my hands and I'm going to help you through it. Mm. So we'll start with the first segment and I'll say, okay, here's our next segment. And the major points that you wanted to make here are X, Y, and Z. And now you're having that conversation again. 
And that seems to get a lot of people way more comfortable with talking about the thing if they've gone through it all and they've had time to bond with the videographer. And that sounds like a weird term, but literally that's what you're doing. You're bonding with this person who's going to help you look it on camera. You have to, to, to feel comfortable with that. And I think that's such a huge piece that you mentioned is that in order for it to be as successful and as great as it can be without a script, you have to have somebody behind the camera who is going to help the person in front of the camera, who is going to like prompt them and give them um, like a segue into what they're going to say. Like it's as much as a person's job in front of the camera to know what to say as it is a person behind the camera uh, is job to help lead them into the best you know, way to say something, if you will. Another point that I wanted to make is that I remember um, the first time that Zach, you and I shot one of uh, my 80% videos when I came to the office, about like maybe a year ago. And I know that personally, like I took the outline and sent it to you to look over, you approved it. And then like the day before I shot the video, I spent some time just getting comfortable with it and not, you know, like memorizing what I was going to say, but at least having a good idea of, okay, for this section, like, I just want to make sure I hit these points. Like, let me just like practice out loud, out loud for a minute, just to feel comfortable with what I'm going to say. And that was super helpful coming somewhat prepared to the next day, having taken, taken a look at it. I, I remember that shoot. That was like the most perfect shoot ever. I've, I've never <laughs> seen somebody do so few takes before. Like, you know, Marcus Sheridan, he could do the one takes. Mariah, you were like one or two takes. It was, <laughs> I was so impressed. Thank you. And Thank I would like to, to reiterate too, as far as making people comfortable, mm-hmm. you know, I spent time with you and we clarified the script and everything. Yes. And I made it very clear that, hey, when you show up, I'm not just going to throw you in front of the camera and hit record and say, go. Mm-hmm. Like the, the reason we're working on this together is because I'm going to help you through it. I'm going to be there that day to help you clarify all this stuff, which you didn't really need too much of that, to be honest. But that's what I, that's what I did for everybody. That's what I do for everybody. And that's, that's how we have our clients, videographers do things as well. Yeah. You have to have that. Or like, it is so terrifying if you don't really know the person and you don't make them feel comfortable because they're scared. They're like, if I mess up, what's going to happen? And are they going to be upset or mad? Um, so it's, it's so key. So speaking of mess ups, if you will, and I don't even like to call them like screw ups or mess ups. I know that some people get hung up on, well, I have to have a script because what if the person says ums or stumbles, then we've got to retake over and over and over again. And people just naturally say those things. What do you have to say about that? It really depends on the content in a lot of ways for me, at least. For instance, this podcast, right? This is a video podcast, piece of video content. I'm not going to edit out all the ums and ahs because I wouldn't feel like you were actually talking to us. <laughs> right. That's natural. Uh, in, in a produced video, the, the videographer can cut a lot of those out. So you really don't have to worry about that. But the funny thing is, so I go out in ITT's workshops and I show imperfect videos. And as an activity, as we're going through our, our workshop together, I will have everyone's, you know, give me their thoughts on the video. So what what'd you think about the way they communicated? What'd you think about this? What'd you think about that? And it's funny I will make it a point to say, did you notice how many times they said, you know, or, um, or, ah, and they'll either say yes or no. And even if they say, yes, I said, I'll say, did it matter to you? Did that matter to you that they had those filler words in there? 
And almost 100% of the time they say, nope, didn't matter. So it's really not as big of a deal as we think it is. We, we, as we're watching ourselves back on camera, will notice those things and we can get better about filtering them out and becoming a better communicator in that way. But it's not the end of the world. It's really not. Anything else that you usually hear, Zach? I mean, because you do these trainings quite often. Any, any pushback that you get in terms of script that you're like, let me tell you why that's not true <laughs> or yeah. why you can feel better about this. That we're yeah, forgetting. There, as a closing thought here, it's funny how passionate people are about this, one way or the other. And I think a lot of the passion of feeling like I need to have a script is because of something that we talked about actually on the last episode, which is not thinking that they're good on camera, not thinking that they're going to articulate themselves well. Mm-hmm. It could be said that, and I've seen this before, maybe 1% of the time, that there is a way to use a script and still sound genuine. Most of the time, that's not the case. And so I think the reason people are so passionate about this is because they don't want to look bad on camera. They want to make sure that they clearly articulate themselves and they can't think of a world in which they're not using a script. But the thing is, especially if you're in sales, what is it that allows you in a sales call to just keep going? Mm. You can't stop in the middle of a sales call and go, ooh, you need to go back. (laughs) Yeah, let me grab my script and see what I was supposed to say there. And you're, you're still closing deals. So the question isn't, are, are you able to talk about this? Because you clearly can. You talk about it all the time. The question is, are you comfortable enough? And do you feel like you're qualified enough to talk about the thing without a script? That's, that's the biggest thing. So we talk a little bit about you become what you think about on the last episode. So this is kind of branching off of that, which is, do you feel like you're qualified to talk about the thing? Mm. And you may not, and probably are not, I don't know how you would know this, but the most qualified person in the world to talk about the thing. That doesn't matter. You know more than your prospect knows. And your job in this moment is to be the best educator you can be and to give them the best answers. Show them what they need to see. Tell them what they need to hear. That's our job. And we don't need a script to do that. And hey, Zach, yeah. we, have a, we have an example we can share with people of like a script outline or kind of how we prepare um, for people to use. Yes, you can. So we'll drop this in the show notes, but we have our video six uh, script template, mm-hmm. which shows in the segments how to actually bullet out everything. Well, hey, I know you mentioned this a second before that this is obviously a topic people are very passionate about. So I'm actually very curious to see, and I encourage you to drop us some comments tweet us, you know, let us know some other hangups that you might have or questions you might have around this, because I know that we probably didn't cover them all. And there's people probably have the wheels turning in their head right now. Uh, So let us know what you think. We would love to join the conversation, talk about it, maybe do a part two where we answer some of them. Um, We'd just really love to, to get your input on this. All right. Well, this has been the conclusion of episode four of the Film School for Marketers podcast. Thank you so much for joining us. Make sure you tune in next week next Tuesday for a brand new episode. And until we see you next time, keep learning.